You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end of our first year as a podcast. We are now, what, 26, 27 episodes in? I think when you include all the, when bonus, you include episodes, all the bonus episodes. So, somewhere around there. And yeah. we, we just started this in, when, August? September, August? August. Something? It's, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. But no, this is the end of our first year as a podcast. And we would like to do like a lot of people do and talk about some things through from from the year but first we since it's you know the holiday season we are doing a gift exchange for all of you to listen to and pretend you're here with us <laughs> so josh merry christmas here is your present let me get it for you real quick <clears throat> and a merry christmas to you as well adam thank you now <laughs> i ordered that from amazon yes they sent it to me in a bag at first and it was crushed so I ordered, I, I they, they sent me a replacement, and it was in a box this time, and it was still crushed. Oh, so, so you got the replacement already. Yeah, I got the replacement already. Okay. And um, I figured, I found this and figured probably something you don't have, wouldn't have, but you could at least appreciate. Probably right. Yes, get get the, don't, don't worry about uh, ripping the paper. Let everyone hear what oh. you're doing. Oh, wow, I've never seen this. I know you're not a car guy, but I thought, what the hell? That's the no, 1957 Cadillac from A Nightmare on Elm Street, Yeah. complete with the red and green striped convertible top. There's actually a series, that, that company that makes those, there's a series of movie cars with, like, characters. You see it's got a little Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Krueger with it as well. With it. So, yeah. And um, they actually had one of Pennywise, and now th- this drove me a little crazy because on the box they called it um, Henry Bowers Trans Am, but it wasn't Henry Bowers Trans Am. It was <laughs> Belch Huggins Trans Am. But uh, yeah, I thought that'd be pretty cool. Something you that, don't have. And you're right. There was no chance of me having that. Adding so that, that to is... your, to your, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to your Freddy Krueger collection. Well, you know, I had to keep it horror as well. Uh huh. So let's see what we got here. Oh, it's a book. Script is everything taking shape, developing Halloween from script to screen. Scream from script to scream. Cool. <laughs> Trace Halloween's cinematic journey from first stab to final cut. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, it's by the same guy who did like my Slash of the Titans, the guy that did the book all about how the road to making Freddy versus Jason. Oh, he puts yeah. a lot of time and effort into these things. Oh, man. And if you'll see at the back, it actually teases a sequel already coming next year. It might be in the back page somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was at. A sequel? So I guess they're talking about Halloween 2? No, or... that's all. That's about the whole franchise. Okay. But it's talking about all the scripts that were never made into Halloween films and another one. Huh. It should be coming sometime next year. Does it say it right there or not? I'm not sure where that was at. I know it's in there somewhere. Because when I got that, I obviously had to pick up a copy for myself because I love reading all these movie books. <laughs> okay, yeah, taking shape to the Lost Halloween sequels. Ooh. Yeah, so that would be interesting too. Like I said, I have the Slash of the Titans, the Road to Making Freddy vs. Jason. 
I have Crystal Light Memories, all about the Friday the 13th series. Uh-huh. Never Sleep Again, all about the Nightmare. making of the first Elm Street movie. Oh, That's just the only first... about the first one. Huh. And I see they've got one here. Adventures in Amity, Tales from the Jaws ride. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I didn't, Oh, by the same guy? The, the um, Dustin McNeil? Yeah, Dustin McNeil. Oh, same then, guy. Then he definitely, he puts time and effort into these. So that'll probably be something right up for you then. That is got really one on cool. Jaws. That is really cool. Thank you. And I see there's a Myers House, North Carolina. Yep. Oh. I have heard about that. I have not visited it myself. We may have to do that sometime. We should have. That'd we be should. a great, like, kind of on the road. Um, we might have to do, like, a vlog of that one or something. <laughs> that'd be really cool. But that thank you. Be. That is awesome. Yeah, I figured that'd be something <clears throat> different. Now, I guess we can be starting our end of the year traditions now, or what would hopefully be become would hopefully become our end of the year traditions. We're going to talk about our top five new movies that came out this year that we saw in theaters, or I guess just saw. Period. Didn't have to see it in theaters. It had to be a movie that came out in 2019. And then after that, we're going to talk about our top five favorite blind spots, our top five favorite films that the other introduced us to. Right. So. Starting off, for our top five movies of the year, what is your number five, Josh? Well, I did go with ones that at least debuted theatrically. Uh-huh. I thought about putting some that debuted on a streaming service, uh-huh. so I want to talk about those just a little bit before we get fully into it. Right. Because, honestly, one that debuted, I think, back in March on Netflix, I know you watched it too. I probably would have put this on there. The Perfection. Oh, dear God. Because that movie, I mean, it just had so many twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Even if you saw what was eventually going to happen, there was no way to see every twist and turn that movie had. Right. So I really like that. Hulu put out uh, one with, um, oh my goodness, what is her name? Lupita Nyong'o? Nyong'o? I, I think it's Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o? Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. She put out one, I know... Zombies are overdone. Okay, mm-hmm. but she put out one called Little Monsters. Mm-hmm. She plays a school teacher, a ukulele playing Taylor Swift singing school teacher. Josh Gad plays like a kids TV show host who hates kids. So, <laughs> and I don't remember who the romantic lead is, but this was easily one of the best what I would call zom rom coms, a zombie romantic comedy. Wow, that's that's a combination. <laughs> how how did I not hear about this movie? It, it premiered on Hulu a couple months ago can't remember exactly when. What's it called? Little Monsters. Little and there's Monsters. it's not to be confused, not to be with, confused the with the Fred Savage the, Little Monsters. Right, and Howie, Howie Mandel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not to be confused with that. So I wanted to give those a little shout-outs. Mm-hmm. So to get into my number five, I was I was going back and forth because I know we saw like Brightburn. Mm-hmm. I saw Happy Death Day to you. Mm-hmm. But I said to get my number five spot to Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, that's yeah, a very I mean, good one. Yeah, it, it was it was good. I think it wraps up the series nicely. I think if exactly. they try to do more, it's it, going to... It's going to destroy it. It's going mean, go to go wha- off the rails. Well, I mean, this isn't specifically Disney, because I know Disney is just going to run Star Wars into the ground until everybody's absolutely sick of it. Um, yeah, I think people are starting to get that I'm way. already kind of getting there. As much as I love Star Wars, I'm kind of like, guys, can we do something else, please? But Pixar still seems to have a lot of control over what they make. Because, okay. like, you know, you look at movie, you look at, like, Illumination and how quickly they churn out sequels. Like, you'll get one year will be Despicable Me 3, the next year will be Minions, the next year will be A Secret Life of Pets, and then after that, Secret Life of Pets 2. They just, they churn out sequels so quickly. But with, like, with Pixar, 
it can be years in between sequels. I yeah, mean, like, even, even with Disney, Toy Story three came out. It was still like what nine years ago. Yeah. It so, was, I mean, let's see, 2000, yeah, I it was, it was like 2010. 2010, yeah, it was nine years ago. So, yeah. And then, um, like, okay, with, with Disney animation, how, how well they've been doing, you know, it was six years in between Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph breaks, Ralph wrecks the internet, or Ralph breaks the internet. Same thing with Frozen. It was yeah. Six years six between years Frozen in between and Frozen those. 2. We, it'll, it'll probably still be another few more years till we get another Zootopia movie, which I am eagerly anticipating. <laughs> All right, go so, into your number five, then. My number five... I am I am becoming more and more a fan of horror movies. I mean, you know me. I didn't grow up watching a lot of horror, but especially with you know, like you called it the, some of the A twenty four horror movies that have been coming out recently, particularly the ones from Ari Aster. They've just been amazing movies to watch. So for my number five, I am giving this specifically to the Midsommar director's cut. Okay, because the director's cut. I mean. So many times, like, when you see stuff like unrated cut or it's, it's, it's like, doesn't really add anything to the story. Oh, this one does. This one added a ton to the story and answered some questions that I had from the original one. And just, you know, it takes an already amazing movie and makes it even better. You know, you've got stellar performances from everyone involved, beautiful cinematography and set design and just, oh, such a good movie. So, yeah, for my number five, I am going to go with Midsommar. Okay, number four. I'm going to go with the Jordan Peele horror movie of the year. Another one with Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Us. When Get Out came out, I was late to seeing that. Mm-hmm. I had heard all the hype of it. So by the time I finally saw it, I didn't think it could live up to the hype. And mm-hmm. So I don't think of that as... It, I think of this as a much better film. I think Get Out overall is perceived better now. After months of this being out, people mm-hmm. are starting to rip it apart, but... I don't agree. I like us. I think it's great. I like great. us too. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are ripping apart just the absurdity of the story of the, you know, the 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 organization of all of these underground, you know, dwellers and stuff like that. Yeah, the story in my opinion does kind of start to fall apart, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. It was still a very entertaining movie to watch. Probably, I, I'm probably the best use of good vibrations by the Beach Boys I've ever heard. Yeah, in a movie. I, I would agree. <laughs> Have to agree. I love the remix they did on that. Put five on it. Right. With the, that with was the little really ballet cool. scene at the, the end. The soundtrack, the, the the very opening score, the opening song was just so creepy sounding. And it's just I I love that. I love so much of the the soundtrack in that movie. So good choice for your number four. <clears throat> For my number four, I am going to go with a good, well, it, it was a comedy, it was a satire, just came out recently, well, finally, in, in theaters around here, we had to wait a while before we got it, but I'm going with Taika Watiti's Jojo Rabbit. That movie, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie go from being like laugh out loud hilarious to blood curdlingly cold and dark in just a short period of time. I mean, it's, it's hilarious, but it's also heartbreaking watching this little boy and knowing just how many real people there probably were just like this kid who thought that, you know, the fatherland, you know, Germany and the Nazi party could do no wrong. And all they wanted to do was grow up and be good Nazis, you know, and then are met with the horrific realization and the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the disillusionment of what was really going on. 
and you had again you had great performances from like Sam Rock uh, Sam Rockwell oh. Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler yeah. <laughs> just and uh, Scarlett Johansson she's she's great in just about everything I think really good movie yeah that's one I still need to check out yeah so on to number three yeah on to mine you, you've already talked about it it is the A24 Ari Aster horror masterpiece Midsommar mm-hmm. you're right the director's cut just added to that they mm-hmm. added so much it helped it out a lot I loved it. We talked about the performances. There's not much more to say. Mm-hmm. We did a whole review of it. If you want to go back and listen to that, where yeah. we really break it down, so go back and listen to an older episode. <laughs> but yeah, Midsummer comes in at number three for me. That's great. That's perfect. My number three, and you know me, I am a car guy. So when I saw that there was a movie coming out about the true story of the time that Ford beat the reigning champion Ferrari. In the 24-hour of Le Mans, I was very excited. And then, when I found out that Christian Bale was playing the driver, Ken Miles, and Matt Damon (laughs) was playing one of my personal automotive heroes, I have an autographed picture of him on the wall behind you, Carroll Shelby. Carroll Shelby made some of the greatest cars in history, and... One of my heroes, because he, he he just did ungodly things with cars. Took tiny little cars and put massive engines in them, just, just because he could. Okay. You know? And this film, oh my goodness. I have not felt the kind of adrenaline from the, like, from the race scenes in this movie. Like, even, like, not even the Fast and Furious can touch the racing scenes in this movie. Oh, wow. The driving scenes. They're just edge of your seat, white knuckled. So much fun. Even though I knew the story of the the whole Ford victory, I knew what was going to happen. I still was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Well, that's a good thing. When you know what's going to happen, it still puts you in that field. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Christian Bale is amazing in anything he does. He he does an amazing job as Ken Miles. Um, Just all around fantastic movie. Had a great soundtrack, too. And that was Ford versus Ferrari. Ford v. Ferrari. Yes. You'll have to watch it. We uh, might have to do a whole episode on that one. <laughs> okay. Yep. So on to number two. My number two. I know. It's going to be one I, of them. I went back and forth on this. And I think I think the actor will get the best acting award with the Oscars come around. Mm-hmm. But I think overall it's not, not my favorite movie of the year. So mm-hmm. this is Joker. Joaquin Phoenix gave an outstanding performance. I, st- I truly believe he deserves the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets it. I couldn't give it overall as my number one, but it's still a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. I have a feeling where it's coming in on your list, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling you know what my number two is going I to be. I have a feeling. Quentin Tarantino... Pretty much the whole reason we started this podcast, our very first episode, we talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Such a good movie. Stellar performances all around from everybody involved. There's really not anything bad I can say about this movie. The only reason I didn't put it at my number one spot is because of my number one. (laughs) I think you can look again on my wall and tell what my number one yeah, was, was this year. Feeling. But it was a super close race. Super close. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood lost by a hair. <laughs> Still a damn good movie. 
So. Yep, and obviously I'm just going to have to piggyback off that because as you know, <laughs> if it wasn't Joker, my number one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Great performances from Leo. A great performance from Brad Pitt, which I hope he gets some love for Best Supporting Actor. I hope so too. Because as a guy that they portray may or may not have killed his wife, mm-hmm. this is still one of the coolest characters that you just want to hang out with. And I think that's part of it, is I love a good hangout movie. And for uh-huh. a lot of the movie, you're hanging out, sometimes with him by himself, sometimes with him and Leo. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. It just has a good feeling for me. Well, just Quentin Tarantino out and... just writes such great dialogue. It's just so much fun to listen to. It's so snappy and so full of energy. And so, yeah, a lot of his movies fall into that hangout movie kind of category. Right. Or at least has have, have parts that turn into that. Yes, exactly. And, uh... I know he's saying he's got one more movie he wants to do, but if he ends up not doing that, I think this is a perfect swan song for him. This I have is... a hard time believing he wouldn't make another movie. Well, I worry, because I know he says he wants to like write a book. He says he wants... I think he wants to make Bounty Law into an actual Netflix show. Really? I think I read that. <laughs> he definitely wants to do a TV series, and I think it's going to be Bounty Law. I don't know if he'll be able to get Leo and... If he does it, you got to get Brad Pitt back as well and have yeah, some that obvious scenes a, where he's using the stunt double. Right, so. that would be a that would be an expensive Netflix series. But I've oh also I've also heard that if he he does another movie, it might be a Star Trek movie, which I know for the Star oh, Trek yeah, fans is that. awesome. I do not want Tarantino's last movie to, to be not be something Trek. original. Yeah, like this. to not be something original. I I can agree with that. As much fun as a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie sounds. I would rather have him do something original because everything else he's done has been original. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to actually see him take on like a full-out true horror genre movie. Mm-hmm. I would like to see what he does with that. And probably get Eli Roth to come back for that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He might. He, he, yeah, I mean. I, know I forgot he, who it was I heard, but Eli Roth was not the original Bear Jew. Really? I, can't, I heard it recently, and I can't remember for the life of me who it was supposed to be. But it wasn't Eli Roth. He was not going to be the Bear Jew. Interesting. Well, that brings us to my number one, which I'm sure anybody listening to this knows already. I'm going to go with Joker. To me, the Joker is just like the most iconic villain in pop culture history. He predates Darth Vader by like 50 years, probably. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember when exactly the first appearance of the Joker was, but it wasn't even Batman comics. It was detective comics back then. You know, he's just been around for so long and has to see... You know, because I, as much as I enjoy some of the Marvel movies, I love Iron Man, you know that, but I just, you know, some, after a while they just get so, so formulaic and so, you know what, you know what's going to happen pretty much. You, they're, they're just, you know, PG-13, they're, they're good popcorn flicks, but they're not going to challenge your thinking in any way. They're not going to, but like Joker just blew the lid off of everything. You know, DC was like, okay, you know what? We're actually going to make a good comic book movie and again i don't even like calling this a comic book no, movie. no really really not no because they tackle so many issues like you know mental health and the way we treat people who, who suffer from mental health problems and again you know i just can't say enough good things about joaquin phoenix's performance as the joker just fantastic movie yeah, I just worry what kind of what kind of spot he had to put himself in to get that performance. Because you yeah. know Heath Ledger put himself in a dark place, mm-hmm. and we saw where that led. Unfortunately, yeah. so yeah, I I don't think it's had quite the effect on 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 uh, Joaquin Phoenix as it did on on Heath Ledger. I mean, Heath Ledger went like all out. He like locked himself in a hotel and was like watching horror movies for 
months yeah. or something like that. I forget what it was. It was something crazy. But yeah, so that is that is our cinematic blind spot top five new movies of the year. Now we get to the more interesting set the of movies. much more interesting set of movies. Where we have to pick the five we were introduced to. That we like the most. <laughs> so, Josh, what was your number five? Well, you know, you knew some animated movies were going to come in this list. Cause yeah, because that's a lot to choose from. <laughs> so, I, I did throw quite a few at you in the beginning. Yes. So, I went with one that I remembered you talking about going to see on your own. Uh-huh. I went with Anomalisa. What made you go with that one? I just thought the story was good, even though I still... What was his name? I can't remember his name. The main character. Oh, Yeah, I can't remember. Right now, I can't remember. (laughs) Right? I like Lisa. Mm -hmm. I like Jennifer Jason Leigh as Lisa. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked good. It had some creepy moments in it, like with the face coming off and everything. Right. I didn't like him as a character that much, just because he's so disconnected to the world. Yeah, he's not supposed to be a likable character. He's more like a tragic character. But overall, it was a good story. It was good animation. So, I felt like it earned a spot on the list. That's good. That's very good. So, for my number five, you know, you introduced me to so many horror movies. This year, I, I felt like I had to go with at least one of them. And I believe that one is going to be Skinner. Oh, wow. Skinner was oh. just such a wonderfully horrible movie. So easy to make fun of. And and Ted Raimi, just, I, I loved him in this movie. He made, he made such a creepy and funny uh, serial killer. Now, obviously, I don't know if I could get anyone I know to sit down and watch this movie because there are certain parts of it that did not age well. No, the no, no. the literal blackface part of this movie did not age well. And honestly, Adam, I did not see this one making your list. You like, I have kind of like a mental top five of what you might have chosen, and this was not okay. on it. Well, like I said, I had to choose at least one of the horror movies, and most of the horror movies you gave me were pretty terrible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my number five, I'm going to go with Skinner. Okay. So I'm back to the... The animation board here. Uh huh. And I went with this. This I think what I said during the actual review was that you know you could take a still shot from any of this movie and make it into a poster because mm-hmm. it was just that beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was your, name. your I, name. It caught me off guard. I had no idea what it was about. I was confused at first because I didn't realize they were body swapping and everything. Mm-hmm. So overall, it was a very interesting story. Yeah. So I was and like, okay. The sequel to that one is just go- is going to be released for two days in, in theaters next month. Um, and it's called Weathering With You. Oh. But like the Japanese title, I think, is actually like Child of Weather or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. So I'm going to take my girlfriend to see that one because we both love your name. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you so. go. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So for my number four, it was, this was a movie that you told me I had to see years ago and spent an eternity in my Netflix queue. And I never actually watched it until we started doing this. This movie takes the whole eighties teen, teen summer camp comedy and just turns it on its head. And that is wet, hot American summer. I had this one as one of your. You th- okay, I, in you, my head, you guessed I right one. on yes. that one. This movie was is like is like almost like an American Monty Python. It was that crazy and out of the <laughs> out of the box. It was just you. You can watch it a zillion times and probably still find something new, something you didn't notice. Something just ah, just a fun movie. Yeah. Hilarious performances from so many characters. It's and it's also so fun to see so many actors and actresses who in there before they were famous kind of roles. 
you know, to think about, and, and I, now I need to go and actually watch the series that's on Netflix. Yes, you do. It um, is. It's fun. Is, was it, did they just make one season? Two. Or, oh, two seasons. They okay. do the first day account, mm-hmm. and then they do that 10 year later reunion. Okay, right, yeah, right, so. right. Okay, so, number four, Wet Hot American Summer. So, get into my number three. Had to go to a movie you pulled out during the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. I'm going with... The little mini-series that we watched together to make a movie, Over the Garden Wall. This was a good little series. I've watched at least most of the episodes with my son. He I wants was going to ask sit if and watch them that. all. Has, has, he, has he enjoyed it. them too? Yes, he has. I remember the first one I showed him was actually the uh, the Pumpkin People. Oh. And he was kind of like creeped out a little bit by it. And I was that like, was a creepy Like episode. I said, it's good gateway horror. <laughs> Great so gateway horror, yes. It, it is. It works. Very good. He's been asking me to sit and watch the whole thing. I don't know that the other ones are going to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. What I haven't. But he's seen about half of them, I'd say. Okay. But yeah, Over the Garden Wall. Good Halloween stuff, good fall stuff. Pretty good. Good, very good. Now, for my number three, this movie I had never even heard of. Had the greatest genre uh, tags on IMDb I think I've ever seen. It was, what was it, action, horror, fantasy, comedy, romance, drama. It had it all. Had everything. This was just a great general purpose movie. And that was Versus. <laughs> Again, so absurd. And it takes itself so seriously sometimes. That's what makes it so much fun <laughs> to watch. If you want zombies, you've got zombies. If you just want samurai action, you've got samurai action. If you want gunfights, you've got plenty of those. It just does have something for everyone. That's got something for everybody. Even <laughs> a little bit of romance, too. So, yes, Versus by Ryu, Ryuhei Kitamura. Yes, Yep. Fantastic movie. On to your number three. I went into your your wheelhouse with this one. This is a car movie. Uh-huh. It had some comedy in it. It had great uh, on-screen... Dialogue? Pro- yeah, on, well, dialogue. Chemis- chemistry? Chemistry. That is the word I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Between the two main stars, which makes sense because they're a couple. I went with Hit and Run here. <laughs> this one, I'll, I think... And I think what really put it over the top for me is actually Bradley Cooper. Really? His character in this movie with the dreads and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? It's not like a typical Bradley Cooper. He's normally the pretty boy character. Yeah. And so it just made it perfect. It was hilarious. That's great. That makes me so happy that it's that high on your list. <laughs> so for my number two, you um, you really kind of kind of took me out of my out of out of my element with this one because martial arts movies are not usually my go-to. But I'm going to go with Bloodsport. Awesome. The Jean-Claude Van Damme classic Bloodsport. Again, you know, this movie is like everything that made the 80s awesome in one film. <laughs> it's so <laughs> wonderfully horrible to watch. Yes. It's so much fun. Extremely long it, flashback scenes. Yes, extremely <laughs> long. And then horrible ADR and horrible French, you know, accents or, or whatever, whatever that kid's accent yeah, was oh supposed to have been. Yeah. Random accents. Random here. accents, random <laughs> Lots action. Lots of splits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slow motion nut shots and stuff like that. Beer drinking in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mick Foley's dad, whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> Which brings us to our number one. I am anxious to hear what your number one was. Yeah, I'm curious if you know this. My number one was a movie that I actually remember coming out. 
It was by a director I knew. It was a movie that I actually had wanted to see at some point and never got around to it, which is part of why we do this podcast. It's going to be sometimes getting to movies that we haven't gotten to ourselves. So you put me in the position to do it, and that's the nice guys. Okay. I wanted to see that when it came out. I just never made it a point to do it. So that I used this opportunity to do that, and I really enjoyed it. Well, that kind of works its way into my number one. You're going to be so happy with this one. I just know it. I remember when this movie came out, I was not allowed to watch it due to parental in- interference. <laughs> my number one is going to Hocus Pocus. Yes. <laughs> ah, that does make me happy. My that heart was... swelled three times that day. <laughs> you might need to see a doctor. <laughs> Uh, again, yeah, great. I'm probably going to have to add this one to my annual list of movies to watch during the month of October because it's just so much fun. It is. Like the, the Sanderson sisters, Bette Midler especially, she is a treasure in this movie. She is what makes this movie worth watching. Absolutely. Agreed. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up our first year as a podcast, our first year as Cinematic Blind Spots. Here is to another year, looking forward to another year of introducing each other in movies we've never seen before and then talking about them it's very fun this is a lot of fun just talk about a couple movies to look forward to next year yes what are a couple movies to look forward to i know one i'm looking forward to it's not jordan peele directed but he's got a big hand in producing it Mm -hmm. i've heard tony todd is coming back maybe as the title character (gasps) oh i'm looking forward to see what they do with this candy man Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's gonna be a a sequel or Mm -hmm. as actually a reboot Mm -hmm. like i said i've heard tony todd's coming back and maybe playing candy man that would be pretty cool would be interesting so yeah that one is definitely it's not my number one on the list but it's one i'm definitely looking forward to what are some other ones you're looking forward to i think my number one that i'm looking forward to we just got the sequel last year. Now the next sequel's coming out this year. Like I said in another episode, Ryan Turk from Shockwaves has a big hand. He took over this whole project. This is Halloween Kills. Okay, this, you, you, that, that was that was on my list too. Yes. That's, I'm ready to see what he does with it. That and then the following year we get Halloween Ends right behind it. So. Oh, so we're getting one back to back two two, two years two in a row. Two years. Yes. Wow, awesome. Yeah. That is and that's awesome. going to supposedly close out this trilogy mm-hmm. and possibly the character of Larry, Larry, Laurie Strode altogether. <laughs> Larry Strode. <laughs> Laurie Strode goes. It'll be Laurie remade St- in 10 years with Larry Strode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we need a, 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 a gender fluid uh, <laughs> horror movie character. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, that could be like a great Saturday Night Live segment. <laughs> yeah, really. Larry Strode. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like if Laurie Strode got a sex change while Michael was in prison. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, now he's not going to find me. Yeah, that's definitely right. Okay, well, okay, yes. Halloween Kills is definitely one of my most anticipated films of next year. I just saw the, the trailer for the new Bond movie, um, No Time to Die, which looks awesome. I mean, these Daniel Craig Bond flicks, for the most part, have been really good. And now this is supposed to be the last one for Daniel Craig. Although, because they, they said the same thing about Spectre, though. Oh, okay. Now, well. I, I remember him, like, going on record somewhere saying he'd, like, rather slit his wrists than play James Bond again. I'm like, dude, come on. Can't you have to play bad. James Bond. You have to play the most, <laughs> most, most famous spy character in, in history. But, um, yeah, that one I'm definitely looking forward to. It, it's just, just some of the things I've seen in the trailer make me go, okay, this, this could be a lot of fun. They are bringing back um, Christoph Waltz as um, Ernst Stavro Blofeld, which I love Christoph Waltz. Yep. 
Um, it looks like, I think Rami Malek is going to be in it as well. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. I haven't watched the trailer. Okay. Well, I, and, and I know there was some, some news recently that they may be replacing 007 with, um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she played, um, she played the best friend in Captain Marvel. Um, looking at going with an African-American woman for the next 007. Not James Bond, but she might inherit the number Number, 007. Which, I'll admit, could be interesting. Yeah. I know it's just just a, uh, probably a bid to, you know, show how woke uh, MGM or, or... Whoever, I don't even MG, I think it's MG. Okay. To show how woke they can be, but it could it could play out well. Like if they do it right, it could be really good. So I'm looking forward to that one. Try to think if there are any animated films I'm really looking forward to next year. Yeah, it's like you got Onward. Onward, it, yes, the yeah, new Pixar movie. Yeah. Onward, that looks like it could be really it looks good. Like it could be decent. Um, the the director of the movie is basing it because like in the movie, the two brothers, their dad died when they were young, and. His and the director's dad died when he was really young. Oh, okay. so it, it's a really personal right. story for him. It looks hilarious. I mean, Chris Pratt, come on, Chris Pratt the, and um, um, Tom, <laughs> Tom Holland. Oh, was, okay, yeah, yeah, Spider Man, Star Lord and Spider Man, Star Lord and Spider Man. Yep, <clears throat> together again. So yeah, that and then I'm gonna say um, the uh, Weathering with You, the new the new movie. Okay, from, yeah, um, I didn't even realize that was coming. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that one definitely. I don't think I have any more that I I know of really. So I'm trying to think. Like I I know Uncut Gems is already being shown because you know awards season. Yeah. But does it get like a wide release? It might. I mean, that's what January is normally used for is wide release of okay. the movies that got small releases right before award season. Okay. So. Well, I do want to see that. I may have to uh, to just go ahead and subscribe to Regal Unlimited again. As long as they don't do that fucking movie pass thing and go like, oh, okay, now now you can't go see movies all the time. Yeah. That that pissed me off so bad. So so that is that is our end of the year wrap up. We'll just call it that though. Yeah. Blind spot bonus end of the year wrap up. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year. Everybody enjoy. We will see you guys next year. Until then, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next year.